Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Stand up for your country. This is quite a news day. Um, we have, we're stacked. So there's a new Hunter Biden movie out. And uh, we're going to talk to the director, Robert Davi, and you might know that name. He's an actor as well. Uh, President Trump under attack by the Attorney General of New York State. Uh, I've got pretty good analysis on that. And then, of course, we have Joe Biden uh, speaking to the U.N. Now, that, that speech, my overall review of it was sleepy rhetorical, and it was kind of hard to lock in on it. It wasn't terrible, but it's like uh, the old cliche about Chinese food, you're hungry an hour later. I don't really, re- I remember some of what he said, but not most of it. Um, and it was a classic liberal uh, talking points in the speech, climate crisis, reproductive rights. He even mentioned LGBTQ. I don't know how that got in there, uh, but it did. Um, and then he used cliches like full stop. Please do me a favor. I know a lot of you like me. Do me a favor. Never say full stop. Never say at the end of the day. Don't use these cliches because it just... It, it just, I know I'm different, and I know that no one else cares but me. But if you just do me a favor, anything. It was nothing remarkable or, uh, or even um, if I didn't have to do this newscast, I wouldn't even bother with it. But I do, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So I'm going to present three things to you. The first thing is Putin, who's causing all kinds of trouble, and we'll get to Putin in a moment. So Putin's desperate. All right. And desperate people do desperate things. It doesn't mean you react or treat them any differently, but you have to have that in your mind. So here's what Biden said about Putin. Go. Again, just today, President Putin has made overt nuclear threats against Europe and a reckless disregard for the responsibilities of the non-proliferation regime. Now, what he should have said is Putin is again threatening to use nuclear weapons. We don't need non-proliferation, proliferation. We don't need all that. Just speak clearly. So Putin, getting his butt kicked in Ukraine, is calling up 300,000 reservists. And uh, the people in Russia can't be happy with their economy collapsing and their army retreating. So, of course, Putin's going to, ah, you know... We, we might use nukes. Don't justify that with any speculation. If tonight you turn on the television news and somebody speculates about Putin using nuclear weapons, turn it right off. Nobody knows what Putin's going to do. But I will tell you this. Um, if he ever did that, it would be the end of Russia. Forever. Um, the second thing is climate crisis. It's not climate change anymore. So it used to be global warming. Then it was climate change. Now it's climate crisis. Go. That includes the biggest, most important climate commitment we've ever made in the history of our country. $369 billion toward climate change. That includes tens of billions in new investments in offshore wind and solar, doubling down on zero emission vehicles, increasing energy efficiency, supporting clean manufacturing, Our Department of Energy estimates that this new law will reduce U.S. emissions by one gigaton a year by 2030. So what's one gigaton a year? 
I don't, Biden doesn't know. I don't know. So why is he, what is this gibberish? So $369 billion, kiss that goodbye. That's just a, see you later, $369 billion taxpayer money. Boom. Why do I say that? Because Biden knows, or maybe he doesn't know, but he should know that China, India, and Russia aren't going to do anything about the climate crisis. So everything we do and Europe does and New Zealand does is offset because the Chinese are building coal plants. And they're always going to build coal plants. Now, does Biden say that to the United Nations, of which China is a member? So is India sitting right in front of him. All right. And Russia, they're all members. They're not going to do anything. They're going to pollute more. Now, that's not to say the United States shouldn't try to develop technology that makes the earth cleaner. We should. But Biden has ruined our economy in the pursuit of technology that's not yet developed. Everybody knows that. That's why we have inflation, because of him and the Green New Deal. Everybody knows that. That's beyond dispute. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure. Believe me, with fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. So you, you, yes, develop the technology, the electric cars, bring the prices down so we the people can afford it. But don't expect China, India, and Russia to sign on. They're not going to. And that's why Trump pulled out of the Paris Peace Accord, because it said that China and India didn't have to obey any of this stuff. Gigabyte. What is that? Gigaton. All right. Annoying in the extreme. The third thing is Iran. Now, this was the best thing that Biden said. Go. We will not allow Iran to acquire a nuclear weapon. I continue to believe that diplomacy is the best way to achieve this outcome. The nonproliferation regime is one of the greatest successes of this institution. We cannot let the world now slide backwards. Oh, good. We will not allow Iran, and it's not Iran, it's Iran, okay? Iranians live in Iran. Iranians are not really Iranians. They're Persians. I don't want to be a snobby guy, but the leader of the United States doesn't know how to pronounce the country. It's annoying. It's not as bad as full stop, but it's close. All right, so that's good. He's on the record. 
Iran wants to play games with the nukes, you're going to get a visit. And you should. We can't allow that country to do this. All right, back to Putin. Oh, that's the memo, by the way. That's the Talking Points memo. I got it all off my chest. And by the way, I was on with Hannity on the radio today. You might want to check that out because I was fired up today. All right, so Putin, um, full screen it. Uh, for those of you listening on the radio, our radio affiliates across the world, uh, I will read it. This is a quote from Putin today. In the event of a threat to the territorial integrity of our country and to defend Russia and our people, we'll certainly make use of all weapon systems available to us. This is not a bluff. Okay. So there's no territorial integrity involved with Ukraine. You invaded them. So Putin's just, you know, he's Hitler light. And if you would dissent, you get put in prison or shot in Russia and... But it's all going bad for him. As I said, he called up 300,000 reservists. These are Russians who have no interest in going to Ukraine, believe me. Um, Intel is the key here. See, the United States, and I know this because I wrote Killing the Killers, which really provided me with a massive amount of information. The United States has very, very good intel coming out of Russia, and so does Israel. Okay? Excellent. If Putin ever would dare to ready his nuclear arsenal, we would have an advance on that. We would know about that. You can't keep that kind of a thing secret. All right. So I just want to reassure people in that area that we do have good intel coming out of Russia. All right. Back to the United States, the State Department. The State Department is solely designed to deal with overseas problems like Putin. But now it has been corrupted by the Biden administration. I use that word corrupted literally. According to the National Review, which is a conservative magazine, it has attained internal documents from the State Department that says in order for any State Department official to be promoted and get tenure, they must promote diversity, equity and inclusion, DEI. So there's a litmus test, not based on skill anymore. It's based on, whoa, are you buying into the woke agenda? If you're not, buy. Now, how did this work out with Kamala Harris? How did that work out? Okay, so Kamala Harris is vice president now because she's woke and she checked all the boxes. Is she not the most incompetent vice president since Spiro Agnew? I believe she is. You got anybody else? Just let me know. But I think she is. Says the board is secure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, anyway, that is going to be an underreported story. You'll hear it nowhere but here. I can almost guarantee you'll hear it nowhere but here. Get promoted in the State Department, you got to be woke. Hunter Biden probe. So this is an amazing situation. The Justice Department has not mentioned the Hunter Biden probe since April 26th of this year. Not a blanken word. The grand jury is gone. So is he innocent? Is he facing charges? Merrick Garland, Attorney General, he won't won't say. We don't know. So some uh, Republicans in the House wanted to petition 
President Biden for all the documents in his possession related to business dealings by his son, Hunter. That was voted down 23 to 19 in the House Oversight Committee. What that means is it will not get to the floor for a vote. So the Democrats control all the House committees, and they probably won't after the midterms. The Republicans will take over. I said, no, 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 no. We're not going to bother President Biden with any documents about his son, uh, Hunter. Meantime, 33 Republicans in the Senate, 33 senators, have petitioned Attorney General Garland seeking a special counsel status to look at Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. Okay, now there isn't a chance in hell that Merrick Garland is going to do that. He's not not going to investigate. Okay, because he works for Hunter's father. But 33. Now, if the Republicans take the House and the Senate in November, there'll be all kinds of investigations. So that will come. Now, there is a movie out about this whole thing. It is called My Son Hunter. You can see it on mysonhunter.com. I have not seen the movie. Now, it was funded finance by a crowdfunded thing on the Unreported Stories Society. So the folks paid for this movie, I guess. It's distributed by Breitbart. Its director is uh, Robert Davi. You may know that name. He's an actor. He's in License to Kill, Die Hard, Expendables, a number of films. Usually plays the villain, but he is a director as well. And he joins us now from Tampa, Florida. So I'm sorry that I didn't see the movie, uh, Mr. Davi. I, I just didn't have time to do it. It's an excuse, but you can you can tell me. I have a, a number of questions about it. Number okay. one, do you convict Hunter Biden of anything in the movie? Do you convict him? The movie begins with uh, Gina Carana uh, after Joe Biden takes a swim in his swimming pool and sniffs her hair, and she says, "This is not a true story except for all the facts." So the story, as it's told, it's told through the eyes of a 25-year-old uh, left-wing activist who works as an exotic dancer, who then meets up with Hunter Biden, and then the story unfolds, and the idea of what happened in the Ukraine and the alleged corruption there, the alleged corruption with the Chinese communist spy, and other things with Devin Archer and with uh, Tony Bobulinski, and the story unfolds. It's We indict more so the media, because, you know, these are the media who's buried the story, Bill. You know, it wasn't for the New York Post and some of their great reporters that broke the story. Then Peter Schweitzer comes out with the book and Miranda Devine and the people from Unreported Story doing tons of research. And I myself reading Hunter Biden's own book, Beautiful Things, whereby I get a mindset of who he is uh, because I didn't want to do a, uh, a typical uh, uh, red meat, throw the red meat at the world. I wanted to say, here, here it is. But we do right. indict the media because one after another. But you do see the corruption. You see the corruption and you have to make your own conclusion. OK, but the, the movie, I think it's fair to say, is tilted against Hunter Biden. You don't have a character in the movie that says, no, Hunter is innocent. This is all a misunderstanding, right? No, no, we don't have that. But we don't demonize a drug addiction, nor do I demonize the relationship between the father and son. Okay. We use so their own words. In there. Very good. Now, yeah. the president, Joe Biden, is he, how much is he implicated 
in wrongdoing. The big guy. And also from Hunter's own emails to some of his family members and what we know about Bobolinsky, he is impl implicated into having the knowledge of this, of Hunter's dealings going on, but turning a blind eye and being making sure that he wasn't implicated in the emails and whatnot. It's very explicit in the story. Um, again, um, it is a, uh, and we don't paint uh, Joe Biden as a bumbling, bunking into wall guys. You know, um, John James plays that character from Dynasty and Lawrence Fox, a great English actor, plays Hunter. But it, it doesn't do that, Bill. It doesn't, um, it, it does implicate Joe Biden because in all honesty, I've got eight kids. I know what they're doing. If they're making a deal, I'm going to know about it. I know about nepotism as well. It's the way of the world. So to pretend that the vice president and the president's son doesn't go to a foreign territory on the same plane as the father, and they don't discuss maybe what he did, especially if it's of national security importance when you're dealing with the, uh, uh, the head of the Chinese Communist spy organization or, or whatnot, or, or the other nefarious deals that were made. You have to draw the conclusion that there's something in propriety here. It's okay. let, me run, let, let me run a trailer for the film so people can get a flavor for it. I can't seem to find anything but positive stuff on the Bidens. Who's the point Ben for the foreign policy in the Obama regime? Joe Biden. So it looks like he need a billion dollars. So the obvious next question is, where's Hunter? I can remember getting paid some money, but I can't remember what for. Well, my dad says we never discuss my businesses, period. Or my cut. What's happening in there? Joe's in on it. Party's over! You had everything, Hunter, and you threw it all away. You hope the laptop will take down everybody with you. Get out! China's not our enemy. They're not bad folks, folks. I love my dad, and I just want to make him proud. I am the one who brings in all the deals. I am the one. All right, so everybody can see that on uh, mysonhunter.com. Do you know how many people, Robert, have uh, watched it so far? Well, I know that the site crashed the first couple of days, and we are doing, uh, I don't have any figures from Breitbart, I ask, but I know they're doing beyond expectation, and people are very happy with it. So I'm, I'm waiting to get those numbers. It'll be our first week, I think, Wednesday or so. Production, uh, it was values, at least yeah, production values look good. How much did the movie cost to make? I think it was around two five which was crowdfunded by 30,000 people because people wanted the story to be told. It's, you know, look, we have, a, as you talked about, I mean, <laughs> President Trump gets investigated in New York City for his real estate dealings before president, but yet they don't want to, they don't want to investigate Hunter Biden and the impropriety there. I, I, yeah, it, the, it is. The, it's, it's staggering. I, listen, um, you put out a movie, people can watch the movie, they can make their own determination, as you said. I don't have any problem with any of that. I will try to catch up with the movie. Now, while I have you, I've known you for a while. Um, yes. And you were involved, uh, probably still are, in that Lincoln organization in Hollywood, right? Um, well, that, that kind of quieted, quieted down. It morphed so into it? something else. 
what was the name of that? Uh, Lincoln uh, Friends Vince? of Abe. Friends of Abe. Okay, it used to be that that was an organization where actors and people in Hollywood who had conservative or uh, traditional beliefs met once in a while, kick things around. But yes. right now there's a blacklist in Hollywood. Uh, I'm yes. on it. I mean, I have five as the executive producer, five successful films. We yes. have great properties. A tremendous killing the mob. You couldn't oh, get a great. better cinematic property than that. <laughs> we can't do business in Hollywood. So no. you uh, have always been conservative, but you've worked. I mean, you're a good actor. And, and now getting behind this Hunter movie, are you afraid you'll, you'll never get any work in Hollywood again? Absolutely. And there's been a blacklist to say that there hasn't. And the hypocrisy of Hollywood, Bill, is that they've done more movies about the Joe McCarthy era when traitors were coming into our nation, as proven by Daniel Patrick Monaghan, a, Dem a Democratic senator, when he made the Venona Project public. And meanwhile, they're doing the very thing they, they condemned to patriots and people that think differently. I want to lead a movement in terms of diversity of thought. You can have transsexuals, black, Hispanics, everything. They say, okay, we want to go this way. We have to put more people there, but not diversity of thought. And Screen Actors Guild should be held accountable for that, my union. And Hollywood yeah. should be held accountable. People like Norman Lear, who is an elder statesman, should say, you know what? This is wrong. We shouldn't demonize people that think differently. And uh, it happens. I know it happens. You know it happens. Everybody knows And something it needs to be done. Well, it's Katzenberg and Spielberg who are the ones that are... I'm not going to say they're actively behind it, but if they would say knock it off, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Steven Spielberg, two of the most powerful Hollywood moguls, I don't even know then, though. I mean, the bitterness out there and uh, you, it's nine out of ten that I, they hate you if you if you're not woke. They hate you. They want to hurt you. That's how bad it is. Yeah, it's, it's, I've never seen it so divisive. I mean, I came to Hollywood in 1977, brought there by Frank Sinatra when I did my first film. And Hollywood was different. You had political different points of view, but people were cordial and people would work. You would never condone anyone's, uh, you would never not hire someone or watch their product or read their book or develop their piece of material because of what the content was, uh, 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 because of their political right. views. I, I mean, it's, it is staggering. It's, it's terrible, but it's reality. So the movie, once again, is MySonHunter.com, because when you go there, you can watch the movie. It's free, right? You don't have to pay for it, do you? $22. Oh, you $22. do have to pay for it. Okay, so it's yes. pay-per-view. Pay I'm glad yes. you said that. Well, no, but, but you own it. You own it. Once you d download it, you own the film. And you can get uh, other cues, you know, because they're, you know, they're, giving back, I believe, the funding of the film and stuff like that. I don't, sure. It doesn't go to my pocket. It doesn't I got come it. to me. But you should get a decent salary, Robert. You directed the movie. I mean, come on. And you got eight <laughs> kids, and I want those eight kids all to go to a good college. Okay. I, I know. It's, it's good to see you. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. You. I'm, I'm happy to talk with you. We've known each other for a while. And yes. uh, I hope that a lot of people go in and watch the movie. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. God okay. bless you. Uh, let's get to this Trump stuff. Um, look, uh, Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, from the very beginning has made, I mean, she's not a phony. She's not a phony. Okay. She says, I'm going to get Trump. I'm going to get him. All right. I'll do everything I can to get him. Now, the state of New York is awash in violent crime. All right. Thousands of people are being harmed every month, uh, killed, 
slashed, beaten up, shot. Letitia James does nothing. All right. Hasn't called for the uh, revocation of the Nobel law. Hasn't challenged the DAs in New York City that let people out, violent criminals out. Done nothing. Yet she spends all of this time trying to get the Trump organization and President Trump. So here's what she said today. Go. Over the course of our investigation, we found that Mr. Trump, his children, the Trump Organization created and used more than 200 false and misleading asset valuations on his statement of financial condition over that 10 year period. Well, if that's true, then your duty, madam, is to charge Donald Trump and his family and his executives with crimes, felonies, because that's bank fraud not kick it into civil court. So why aren't you doing that? She said, oh, I made a referral. No, it's your duty as the attorney general in the state of New York. If these crimes are allegedly committed here, you have to charge. No, doesn't want to do that. No, wants to embarrass and wear down the Trump organization. Now, why doesn't she want to charge criminally? Because she wouldn't get a conviction. You know why? Because the banks themselves are responsible for their loans. Each bank that Donald Trump wanted to borrow money from is responsible for seeing and confirming the collateral that he puts up. So did the banks not do their fiduciary duty? The bank's going to come in and say, What are they going to say? In order to convict on a crime, the banks would have to say, oh, we we didn't do any due diligence. We didn't check anything out. We just believe what he said. We just believe that this valuation was that number. Nobody does that. No bank does that. That's why she's not charging. You couldn't get a conviction. Now, you'll never hear. I think Hannity has got it tonight. Uh, you know, he, he's got a pipeline in. He'll have pretty good, but that's it. No one else, because they don't care. So that happened today. On Friday, Elton John is going to the White House for a big concert called A Night When Hope and History Rhyme. And he's going to perform in celebration of the unifying and healing power of music. Wow. So who's invited to this? Uh, Not me. (laughs) Okay, I'm not, I'm not invited. So teachers, nurses, frontline workers, mental health advocates, students, LGBTQ plus advocates, and more are invited. Okay, that's who's invited. And it's going to be on the South Lawn of the White House. And Elton John's going to get out there. And both uh, President Biden and First Lady Jill are going to make remarks. And this is supposed to unify the country. 2,000 people expected to attend on Friday. Thought you'd like to know. If you are invited, please let me know. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. All right. You know this woman, uh, Tommy Lahren, conservative pundit? There she is. So she gets invited to speak at the University of New Mexico 
And uh, she goes to Albuquerque to give a speech, and here's what happened. Screaming, yelling, 100 protesters, and uh, Ms. Laren could not speak. Could not speak. Now, the University of New Mexico had to know this was going to happen. They had to know. Not a big campus. All right. So they issued a statement. I'm going to read it to you so everybody on radio can hear it. You can read it on the screen. Quote, the safety of our campus community and visitors is our first priority. We're deeply disappointed in the actions of those individuals who intentionally chose to disrupt the scheduled speaker and infringe upon the rights of the speaker and those who attended the event to listen and engage. Vandalize university property. Unlawfully pulled the fire alarm. University is investigating these incidents, will hold anyone who violated the law or university policies accountable, unquote. Okay, I'm going to give them three weeks from today, and then I'll have a follow-up to see how many people were held to account. Video, you got them. You see them. Let's see what happens. Three weeks, all right? My production staff, write that down. Back to the University of New Mexico. Portland, Oregon. As some of you know, I used to work there at KATU, Channel 2 in Portland. Beautiful town. Gorgeous town. Oregon, stunning state. If you ever get a chance, take a ride, all right, uh, from Cannon Beach all the way down to Gold Beach in Oregon. It's just the best. Okay, so they have the time-based art festival in Portland. And, you know, Portland's an artsy town and this and that. Okay, so it's 80 bucks to attend this art festival, $80. However, if you're black, it's free. If you're African-American, you're getting free. If you're not, if you're Native American, you gotta pay. So why would anyone go? Anyone. If I'm an African-American, I go, I don't, I don't want that. I don't wanna be patronized like that. I'll pay my 80 bucks. I don't want to discriminate against other people, but people will go. Not many. It'll be a bomb, I predict. All right. No spin flashback. This is our newest uh, segment, and I got a great one for you. So 21 years ago today, all right, on September 21st, 2001, 21 years ago, it was a two-hour benefit concert to help the victims of 9-11 and their families, those who were hurt, wounded, killed, their family members left destitute. Everybody was there. Everybody was there. George Clooney was the big organizer, Tom Hanks, Will Smith, Muhammad Ali, Kelsey Grammer, Tom Cruise, Clint Eastwood, and the performers, they were, you know, everybody. Springsteen, Billy Joel, Mariah Carey, on and on and on. And I, your home correspondent, was there. Okay, and I I gladly participated in that. So the pitch to the American people, actually people all over the world, was this, roll the tape. All right, now it's our turn to help. Thanks to the generosity of Capital One, we have a phone bank here. We wanted to show you a, a few of our friends that just showed up to answer the phones, take pledges. And all around the country, thousands of volunteers at phone banks are ready to take your calls. Okay, $350 million raised, $350 million. Two months later, money wasn't distributed. So I got on the O'Reilly factor and I said, where the deuce is the money? 
There are a number of charities involved, big charities, like the Red Cross, the United Way, this one. They weren't giving the money out. And people were coming to me saying, we're desperate. We need some of this money. So I went and made a campaign on where's the money? When is it going to be put out there? Roll the tape. You broke this story. Are you getting credit in the Congress today, you're telling me, as we walked in, for breaking a story that a lot of the money raised in the telethon, some over $200 million, has not been felt at the victim level? Yeah, we've been doing this story for six weeks now. And the way we got onto it is very interesting. Where I live on Long Island, 29 people were killed. And people in my town trust me. And shortly after... Uh, all the publicity about how much money was being raised to help the victims, people kept coming up to me saying, I'm not seeing any of these vic money, and nobody's contacted me, and what's going on? So I started to make some calls, I and my staff made some calls. We found out that it was just absolute chaos. Chaos in the Red Cross, chaos in the United Way, and the 158 other charities. There are 160 charities set up to help the victims, 5,000 families approximately. And to this day, now more than eight weeks after the attack, most of the money collected is not even close to getting to those families. So I asked all the Hollywood stars, including George Clooney, to help me get that money to the families. Roll the tape. George Clooney gets on television, Charlie, and he looks you in the eye. Yeah. And, and 200 and million other Americans and says, every cent of this money in this telethon tonight, and this is exactly what he says, will go to help the grieving families. Okay? Right. That's not true. That's not true. By the charity's own admission, not every cent's going to go. And... Wait, wait, wait. But where is it... If, what percentage of it is not going, and where is that percentage going? 77% now is supposed to go through the 9-11 fund, which is what this telethon yeah. is. Right. All right? So George Clooney said something that wasn't true okay. right off the bat. Right. But I don't okay, blame him for that. that's one issue. Put that over here. That's I don't one blame issue. him for that. Right. He, was, he, he didn't know. Right. But I blame him for not following up on his pitch to the American people. If it's you, if it's me, and we go out and ask people for money, right. and that money doesn't get to where we said it was going to get, I'm damn well going to find out about it. How about you? If you're on the line, yes. Well, Clooney doesn't think he has a responsibility to do that. To this day, Clooney has never apologized to me, has attacked me, and my opinion of him could not be lower. I just hope everybody knows. Now, eventually we got most of the money to the families. That way, I think, next to the Wounded Warriors Independence Fund, uh, .org with the tractors was the most important thing I have ever done on television, and I thought you'd like to see it in a flashback. This day in history, again, September 21st, 1970, Monday Night Football debuts 52 years ago. Roll the tape. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Howard. Joe Willie Namath, and now I'd like you to meet the man who'll be doing the play-by-play -play in our Monday night series. Crisp, knowledgeable, authoritative, a veteran at his trade, Keith Jackson. And Keith, I take it you'll be pointing up some of the rookies who'll be performing here tonight. Well, Howard, we sure have a lot of them in professional football this year. Now, Monday Night Football, the most successful monetarily football sports series in history, still on. Howard Cosell died in 1995, age 77. Keith Jackson died 2018, age 89. Don Meredith died in uh, 2010, 
Frank Gifford died in 2015 at age 85. Meredith was 72. That happened. First broadcast today. All right. Mail and a final thought coming right up. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Let's go to the mail. Albert Jackson, uh, Goodlettsville, Tennessee. The polls seem to be improving for Democrats. I believe one reason is Republicans are afraid. I don't think so. I mean, it just, it's just an ebb and a flow. I don't think they're afraid. Uh, Jennifer Thiel, Boise, Idaho, uh, one of the best shows last night. Top to bottom, Bill. Your talking points are spot on. Voting for problem solvers. Yeah. That's, if we want to get the problem solved, we got to get the people who are going to do it, or at least say they're going to do it. I mean, most Democrats don't want to solve any of these problems. None of them. Uh, Richard, on a message board, as a baby boomer, many of us suffer from the delusion that since we worked hard, we are now entitled to rest on our laurels. However, if we're honest, we must admit our country's in grave danger. Yeah, it is. So spread the word. Get people to watch this broadcast, the No Spin News. Stephen, concierge member, if the GOP does win the election, they better do something come January and not just huddle in committee meetings and harass the Dems. I agree with you 100%. Doris, Bill, what you described is exactly why I have a hard time associating with my sisters. I have little patience for people who refuse to even listen. On the family front, though, is it worth it, Doris? Just don't talk about politics. I mean, family is family, sacrosanct. And if you know they're, they're just crazy in the political area, just don't talk to them about it. That's my point. Brett Mazzioni, Willis, Texas. I've been a fan of yours going back to your days on Fox O'Reilly. I've earned all my degrees, so I've published a couple of novels, working on more. Um, I was wondering how you managed to do so much work and publish so many books. Military discipline. And I mean that literally. We do at 2 o'clock, boom. At 2.30, boom. That's my staff. 
Nobody's late. Military discipline. That's how we get everything done. Scott Blackerby, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Just read Culture Warrior for the first time in 15 years. It is amazing how accurate your assessment of the country was back then. I am rereading Culture Warrior. Same thing that you're doing, Scott. I got the book on my nightstand. I don't know how I was so clairvoyant. All right, Killing the Legends, the uh, next killing book out next Tuesday. You will, uh, might make you angry. Book might make you angry, but it's not boring. So you can pre-order on BillOReilly.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, all of that. And uh, you order now, you get it first, and we're going to discuss it. It's an important book. Word of the day, do not be a sop. S-O-P. Sop. Don't be one. Right back with a final thought. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, as part of our BillOReilly.com presentation, and we, again, hope you go to our website. A lot of free stuff. You don't have to be premium or concierge members. Message of the day, column is free. We've got all kinds of radio stuff that we post. It's free, 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 free. Okay, but concierge membership costs you some money, but not a lot. It's cheap. If you do it by day, it's pennies. And you get to write to me and ask me questions in private. Email me. And we get back to you within 24 hours. So it's a great program. But a lot of the mail I'm getting is on political parties. Why don't the Republicans do this? What about this candidate in North Dakota? What? I don't follow political parties. It's not what I do. I, I have to watch everybody. And when a story or a person elevates, like Ron DeSantis in Florida, then I'm going to cover. But am I looking at what's going on in Iowa? Not until it rises so that everyone in the country is affected somewhat. So if you want the party stuff, Fox News does a lot of party stuff, Republican Party stuff. And the other two, CNN and MSNBC, do a lot of Democratic Party stuff. I mean, I think cable TV is largely boring now. There are some exceptions, of course. But if you like the party stuff, that's where you go to get it. You'll get it in the New York Times and the Washington Post and the L.A. Times on the Democratic side. You'll get it on the Wall Street Journal editorial page on the Republican side somewhat in the New York Post. So there are avenues for you to get your fix, as they say, of politics, but not me. Not me. What I am trying to tell you on radio and television is here's what's wrong. Here's the person responsible for doing it, i.e. Joe Biden, a terrible president. He's terrible. And it doesn't have anything to do with him being a Democrat. All right. He's just terrible. All right. Trump wasn't a terrible president and it had anything to do with being a Republican. A lot of Trump's policies worked. Inflation, 1.2%. Border, 700,000 as opposed to 2 million a year in counters. Come on. 
That's what we do here. We give you the facts, and then we tell you what needs to be improved and who's screwing up. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow.